Welcome everyone, Bez Hashem, continuing Simon Dalid Siv Beis, Shin number 11, in the Deir Shemish Nerurach of Zayin Adar Aleph, Tav Shin, Pei Beis, February 28, 2022. We continue to discuss the procedure, the proper procedure of washing your hands in the morning, specifically Yadayim Tintilos Yadayim Shachris. And Mechavir says in Siv Beis, Yadaktik La'aris Aleihen Mayim Sholish Pa'amim, you should be careful to pour the water on your hands three times. Sholish pa'amim lahavir ruach ra sheshayra alehen. Why? To remove the ruach ra, the evil spirit that is resting on the hands. That's how you translate the words ruach ra. Now we're going to see here in the Mishnah Rura that besides for the two reasons which we spoke about earlier in. In, in Sif Aleph, in Sif Katan Aleph, between the Rosh and the Rashba, between the the reasons the Rosh says because you are going to go daven, so you have to wash your hands, or the Rashba that says you're Bria Chadasha, a new creation, that's why you go wash your hands. We have a third reason here. The third reason the Mechaber is telling us is because when the person goes to sleep at night, as we discussed numerous times, a person's neshama, part of the neshama goes up to Shemayim, and then in the morning when he wakes up, so his neshama fully comes back. It gets just like the body gets rejuvenated and has to sleep and get its proper strength. I was just reading an article where if a person doesn't sleep well, he gets stressed out. He, does, he gets stressed out, he can't sleep well. It's a vicious cycle. So how do you stop the cycle? You have to get some sleep, but he's still stressed out. The neshama needs to get also rejuvenated. That's how Hashem created us. The neshama goes back to Shemayim, part of it, and it gets its charging up, just like we charge up our phones or whatever it might be. Lahabdul, right? We have the neshama Akdosh goes back to Shemayim, remind itself where it comes from and its task, what it has to do the next day in the morning. So, in the morning, the tumor, this impurity, rests still on the fingers. In order to remove it, we have to wash three times each to remove this impurity. <coughs> Yes. So this is a complement to the other reason that it's a, a new new goof, a new a new life. Um, the way I think the way I, I definitely hear what you're saying. I, I it does fit into some degree like the Rashba. That's what you're saying because the Rashba says like a bria chadasha, but you could be a bria chadasha without having impurity. I, I think I, the way the Mishra is going to say it's going to be it's like a third reason. Even though, even though I, I personally was also connecting it to some degree, like you're saying, because it's when you're a Bria Chadasha, you're a new creation, but it doesn't necessarily have to be a new creation has impurity. So it, any time of the day, I mean, you, if you take a two-hour nap. You take a two-hour, well, well you should know. That, so Avram Vidal is pointing something out, and I do want to mention the place and discuss it. He, he said like this, you take a two-hour nap in the afternoon. Let's say it's more than half an hour, which is definitely two hours more than half an hour. And the reason why I'm saying that is because if it's less than half an hour, there's a question if the Ruach Ra is on your hands or not. There's a whole Be'er Lacha, there's a whole discussion with Dabra Melech, which we'll get to in Hashem. Now, the person takes a two-hour nap. Is the Ruach Ra, does the Ruach Ra come back when you sleep, or is the Ruach Ra at night? Yeah, that's it. That's the Shaila here. It's a Shaila. So it's not so Pashat. Not so Pashat. Right. Not so simple. But right now, let's start with the basics. We have the Rosh, you wash with davening. You have the Rashba, a new creation. Now, with the Mechaber is telling us a third point, and that is because of the Tumah, the impurity. And the Mishra says here in Sifkat and Cheski, except for, besides for the reasons that we already mentioned. Right? So you see, you see, it's a whole different topic here. Besides, Chutz, 
You also have to wash your hands because of the Ruach Ra that is on your hands. However, in the situation with the Ruach, the washings for the Ruach Ra by itself, if the reason why you wash would be for the Ruach Ra, for that reason alone, Chazal would not have established to make a bracha. Now, I have to do some research. I don't know why. If you have a reason as to why Chazal would not make a bracha for us to make, if it's a situation of uh, just for Ruach Ra, please share with me after the share, or if you have it now, let me know now. But but uh, the bracha was established for the reason of the Rosh or the Rashba and or the Rashba. Now, you also have to wash for a different reason, though. And that's because of this Ruach Ra. Sif cut and test. So how do you remove this Ruach Ra? La'aris alayin. You pour water on them. V'yitling l'chatchila ad perek hazoi. L'chatchila, you wash until the end of your wrist. Okay? The whole, the, ha- the fingers, the hand, and you wash over there. V'im einoi mai. What happens if you, have, you don't have any water? Da'i ad kishrei or... Maybe it should be if you don't have enough water, because if you don't have any water, you can't wash at all. But it says, So then it's sufficient to wash your fingers, which is what you're thinking about. Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur and Tishabov. So on Yom Kippur and Tishabov, what do we do? We only wash until the fingers. So you could ask the question, well, what about, what about the rest of the hand? So the hand itself, the palm in the back of the hand, is, is more, if you look in the Magin of Ram, it's more of like a Khumra. Uh-huh. We, we, that, that we apply to every single day. But the Ikni Ikira Din, it's your fingers. fingers. You have to wash all the fingers three times on each hand. He says further, Okay? Now, what is the correct procedure of your hand? When you pour the water on the hand. So, when you wake up in the morning, if you're cognizant, if you're able to do it, you pick up the, the cup with two hands. It doesn't say that here, but you pick up the cup with two hands. You want to show chashivas. You put the cup in your right hand, right? I'm mean, sorry. Then you pick up the cup, and then you pick up your hand that you're pouring on. And then, we'll see exactly, go through the procedure later. And you hold your hand in the in the direction like someone is putting something into your hand. Like your palm is facing up with your fingers facing up. That's how you pour the water on your hand in that position. And then you turn your hand slowly so that when the water will go on your hand in the front, it will also go to the water of the hand in the back. And then when you turn your hand downward, then the water drips down. Right? One, two, three, four, five, six. Shalosh Pami. It's also appropriate to rinse out your mouth. However, on the fast day, you should not rinse out your mouth. Why does a person that should why should he rinse out his mouth? Because the mouth will be mentioning shame Hashem, Dvar Dusha, and the person should be kindness and try to think about it. The mouth he is washing out this morning is because this mouth is going to say shame Hashem. And the more a person can internalize this, then hopefully it can also prevent him from speaking Dvar Masurim. How could a mouth that speaks dvarim shibik dusha makes a bracha, makes, 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 uh, says, says, divritayra, says, shem Hashem. How could that mouth not come to say that which Hashem says, don't do? That's one reason why you wash at the mouth. 
Now, he says here that in the Tanya Seber, one should not wash out his mouth. If a person is an istinus, is a fastidious, is very particular, and they have to rinse out their mouth, so the place can bring down that the person can rinse out his mouth, he should make sure to lean forward on, on fast days, and uh, if not Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur cannot do this. There are those that are even lenient on the Tishabav Mamish for a person who's really, really, it's, uh, it's really affecting him if he doesn't rinse out his mouth. There are those that are lenient um, to, to uh, rinse out his mouth. We actually have, it's Hashem, uh, Tanya Sester approaching a few weeks. Tanya Sester is not a sad day. The other fast days have a sadness imbued in it. Tanya Sester is not a sad day. Intrinsically, it's not a sad day. There are leniencies with Tanya Sester. If a person is particular, uh, needs to have that need to rinse out his mouth, there is room to be lenient. He should make sure to lean forward and he should not put his head back. Uh, there could be even more of a leniency if he uses mouthwash because mouthwash is not something that we want to swallow. It's, it's specifically something that you do not want to swallow as opposed to water that the person perhaps might want to swallow. He okay. says, yes. Why don't we in the morning? Why don't we... Sif Kotin the Mishruah says, Even if you pour a lot of water one time, doesn't help to remove the Ruach Ruach. The Ruach does not go away unless you have three times. First on the right hand. So, so is you, let, let's go through the procedure. You pick up the cup ideally with two hands. Why do you want those two hands? Because you want to show chashivas. You want to show importance to what you're doing. Okay? So then you take the cup from the, your hands. Then you put it into the left hand or you take it to the left side. Then you pour your right hand first. Now, how do you position your hand? So you position your hand like you're accepting something, like you're holding in the palm facing up. And you're pouring on that, but you have to make sure to turn your hand because you want to get both sides of the, of the hand. Not just so you, by doing that, you also want to pour on a slower pace, like I said earlier. There are people, you'll notice when people wash for pas, for challah, for bread, they pour very quick, one, one, two, one, two. They don't get their whole hand wet. Yeah. Their whole hand is not wet. You'll, you'll notice this. It's, it's not a correct way of washing. We're not discussing for washing for bread now, but that same procedure in regards to slow, pouring in a slower fashion and turn your head, your hand does apply here as well. Until three times, Serugan means right, left, right, and back and forth. Right, left, right, left, back and forth. It was safe Serav, Arba as we discussed last week. That's why I mentioned that Rabbi Chmiel Yosef would appreciate this Yod, You got it. Um, and because he says here very specifically to do it four times. Why? Three times to remove the Ruach Shenitmu, and the fourth time to remove the water Shetitmu that became impure, became tummy. Okay. Um, on that point, Rechaim Kineski says those who wash four times, it's best to wash four times just like you wash the third. In other words, right, left, right, left, right, left, right, left. But he says that if you did not do that fourth time in the right-left pattern, just did, you know, back-to-back on the fourth, right-right, left-left, that still works as well. It's, uh, he says, you shouldn't do it like that, Reb Chaim Kineski, but if you did do it like that to fulfill the Quran, it does work as well. It says further, 
Now, this is a very important point over here that women, just as men, have the Ruach Ra, and therefore they should be instructed and be taught to make sure they wash their hands, just like we do this Neglavasa, three times or four times like the Gra. And he says a, a special point here because they're the ones who are usually preparing the food. And if they prepare the food and the person did not wash his hands, then they commit tummy the food. The person is metami the food and eats from the food that it was ruach ra. It, it, it's not the best thing. Okay, no. I many years ago I, I was taking a, some a shear by the OU down in Manhattan, and Rav Herschel Shachter Shlita, he he said unequivocally, there's no question in his mind that everyone who is touching food under their hashgacha should be washed in egel Now, what about a non-Jew? What about a non-Jew? What is the story about a non-Jew washing egel the children should also be educated to wash Neglavasar because they also touch the food. In regards to non Jews, we don't have to be concerned if they touch the food. Because they do not receive tumor, they do not give off the tumor for the. They have to have this Kedusha that's imbued inside of you, in order that if you do not wash your hands, it would create a problem with the lack of, of uh, washing your hands, but the akum, the non-Jew, does not have this, this concern. Okay, so that was Siv Beis. Siv Beis, to review, wash your hands three times, the grass says four times, make sure you wash the women as well, and children should also wash before they touch the food. What happens if a person does does touch food if they did not wash their hands. What's the story of that food? So if it's a food that can be that can be washed and not ruined, let's say you have an apple, and the person touches the apple, and they didn't wash the answer. So you could you should wash the water the, the, the apple under the water. Okay? Now if it's a food that uh, cannot, there is a leniency, the Arch Shulchan brings a leniency about eating the food uh, that was not washed. But we should definitely be careful to make sure that before the food, a male, a female, a child touches the food, the food, the hands should be washed in the Egovasar. Sif Gimel. Mechaber says, A person should not touch any open parts of his body. should not touch his mouth, ears, nose, and eyes. Before he washes Nagelvasar. Says the Mishmur Sif Katan Yir Aleph, Kaidim Natilam Benisha Ruach Ra Shoyal Yadayim, Yuchala Hazek Lailu Haivarim. The Ruach Ra that rests in the hands can affect these Avarim, these open parts of his body, if a person will touch them with without before he washes Nagelvasar. He says here, if he noigeya the Ivarim Elu Ali they beged. Later on in Simimem Vav, Sivkatim Vav, the Mishra says that if a person touches these body parts, let's say um, you have some, you wake up in the morning, you have some schmutz by your eye, and you want to you want to remove it, and you don't have the water next to you right away, or you, it's really annoying. You could take a, ta- a tissue, you could take a towel, and wipe your your eye like this in that example, and even though you didn't wash your hands yet, it's not going to be mazik, not going to affect the body in a negative way. 
Siv Dalad Mechaber says, "Afilu Mishenotol Yodov Lo Yimashmesh Befiat Abbas Tamid Vebnei Shemivi Osli Dei Tachtoyniyos." So in Siv Dalad he tells us a person should not touch his rectum too often because it can bring a person to hemorrhoids. Lo Yiga B'Mokem Akaza Shemishmush Hayad Mazik Lechabura. Person should not touch. They used to bloodlet, as we know from learning Gemara throughout Shas. There was discussions of Hakaza, Hakaza's dam, bloodletting, and they would not. Uh, one should not touch that place of Hakaza's dam, of the place where they did some bloodletting, because that can also affect affect that area. If you look at the word Hakaza and Mazik, it's really the same letters. Letters yeah. that the person if you change the letters around. Mm-hmm. Person who touches the place of the Hakaza, he can be mazik. He can cause damage there. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's just these are just practical points on on don't don't harm yourself. Don't do something that will harm yourself. Mishra says in Sifkat and Yud Gimel, the kaidem tilo yesh oisren miliga v'fiat abas afilo b'mikra. Before a person washes his hands, he should be careful not to touch the fiat tabas. The fiat tabas is like we said, the rectum. So too, the male organ where the opening is. Even if he's married, he should be careful not to touch there because of these, it's just like the opening of the eyes, the ears, the nose, and the mouth before he washes a nagel vasar. Like we said, that this can cause damage to the person. There was a tremendous spiritual connection between, of course, our our neshama and our the, the the spiritual world and the guf the physical world. As an aside, a total aside, I saw the girl brings down on Tehillim. They bring down where the head is connected to Shemayim and and the, and Limra Taira. The guf corresponds to the aretz and the mitzvahs. And we connect the two together. We have the seichel of the Torah, and we have the the goof, the body does the mitzvahs, and that's how we connect Shemayim and together. So here we have to realize that this spiritual impurity shmutz can affect the physical body as well. Mechaber continues here in Sif Hey Lo Yiga Now we're coming to a discussion where Mitzvah Hashem throughout Arachayim we're going to learn that there is a lot of talk, especially in Hilchus Pesach uh, and Yontif, about beer, drinking beer. And beer back then was a staple of life. Um, I forgot who explained to me, but, but um, the, the water was not necessarily clean. But the beer itself had to be, you had to ferment, you had to, you had to work it. It was, it was clean, it was hygienically clean. So that's one of the reasons why that was just, and you wouldn't become like totally intoxicated like if you're drinking wine all day. So, so it's much lower alcohol content. That's the nature of beer. So here we have a discussion of beer. It says, Lo yiga Don't touch the barrel of the sheikha, which I saw brought down. It means don't, don't touch the actual beer itself. Why? Touching the beer too much will ruin the beer. Now, for those who are involved with cooking and baking, you know that when it comes to the dough, you don't want to you want to shake the dough and move the dough. But if you move it too much, you can affect the ruin the ruin the mm-hmm. dough as well. So Mechaber is telling this as well to us in regards to the beer. Wow. Says the Mishua Sifkat in Yedalid, Matzir Sheicher, 
Like we said earlier from Rav Hashanah as well, that if a person touches the food before he washes his hands, we're not going to forbid the food because of this. But ideally, a person should be very careful not to touch any food, not to eat any food that was... Um, and he shouldn't touch any food until he washes his hands. Now, if he's in a place where he's concerned that perhaps, maybe, they didn't wash, they, once again, bidiyevid, when has to take every, every factor into account of not embarrassing other people and everything, whether one wants to be eating that food or not, there is what to be, who to be lenient on, like uh, rely on. V'im naga if you touch the food before you wash, you should wash it, not just put it under the water, that's it. No, wash it three times. Wash it three times. Don't, you know what ashen tabak is? Smoke. There's two ways of understanding. Either smoke, and the way they, what he's referring to is to actually make, they would take the tobacco, roll the cigarette, and then it means you're touching the tobacco. And then you're smoking, you're inhaling it, so you're emptying and putting it into your goof after you touched it before you washed your hands. It could be another understanding is that it's referring to snuff, you know, to take like the little pinch of the tobacco and, and put it by your nose. Now, um, you'll tell me, what, what's, what's all going to matter? You can't smoke anyway. So if you look, take a look in the Chavetz Chaim Sefer, Svas Tamim, in the introduction over there, right in the beginning, he has paragraphs of how horrific smoking is. This is before the Surgeon General. Wow. Okay, so you take a look over there in the Sefer Svas Tam, which in our Chavetz Chaim share, we give the, send out the short messages of the Chavetz Chaim. We're actually in the last Perik, Perik Zayin of the Sefer Svas Tamim. He continues here in Sif Vav. You don't need to have a revius of water when it comes to washing your hands for davening. So we come back to the discussion of washing your hands in the morning, and we said one of the reasons you wash your hands is for the rush, because for davening. So how much water do you need to have? So here the Mechavah tells us you do not need to have a revius of water for washing in the morning. What's the lemma? The Eved. The Eved. If you have less than the reviews of water, it's not going to prevent you to make a bracha. You can make the bracha still for Alantia Sadaim. However, that ideally a person should be careful to wash in the morning with a reviews of water. And in our generation, Baruch Hashem, it's not a difficult thing. You just twist the faucet a little. The koi gam al shi'eloi revius, as we'll see in the next sif in sif zayin, that you should be washing with a revius. Sif zayin, mechavah says toiv lahakpid v'netilos edaim shacharis bechol advarim hamakim netilos edaim lesuda. It's appropriate. The person should stri- strive to use all of the chumras and all of the approaches that we wash our hands for bread for a meal with all of those halachas also for. The morning washing, even though those are more strict, you should try to apply that here as well. And what is one of those things? To make sure you have a reviews of water. Even though we just said you don't need it, but it's appropriate, you should use it. How much water do you need then? 
Well, if it's less than Ravias, you know, it just get it's not that much. Yeah, we're not saying that much, right? Oh. Not that much. Mahagod Ramad says, Miyu, if you don't have a, a kli, a vessel, a cup, or kayakhgavra means that the person himself is pouring it, it's not going to prevent your washing of metilus hedaim for shachris, or shayad varim ha'paisam metilus hedlusuda, as well as the other things that you do need for metilus hedaim for a meal. If you don't have those things for the morning washing, you are still good to go, and you can still have removed the ruach ra. The Mishra says in Sivkot in Tes Zayin, Einim Ha'akev, Ratzolayma, Diyeved, Linin HaBracha. But Diyeved, in regards to being able to make the bracha, V'yuchel Levarech, Al Natilas Yadayim, Ayafilu, Lechadchila Heicha, Diyevshe, Binin Acher, Aval Heicha, Diyevshe, Toiv La'akved. So if you if you have a situation that you don't have a revius of water to wash, so you say, you ask, how much water? So, whatever water you have. We're saying, just it has to be some water, right? To three times each, at the bare minimum. Even if you generally mark it to do four times, like the Grah, but try to do at least three times each and say Rugen. Um, he says that if you don't, then you could rely on the, the leniency, but L'Chadchila is best to be Makbit on it, just like you do for the Suda. Sivkotin Yudzayin. He says, You don't need a kli. Because it helps even to remove the ruach. So if you don't have, we're going to learn Mitzvah Shem in Chelik Bezimish, the ruler, the halachas of washing for a meal. Very strict halachas in regards to the kalim, the container, the cup. Sometimes people don't realize they go to a, uh, a pizza shop or something like this, and the cup they're using is, is a puzzle cup. Yeah. Because it's cracked sometimes in a way that we're not going to those halachas now. But I'm telling you, it's possible sometimes. <laughs> I've seen it myself. And and um, that's why if you have a concern, ask them for a glass. The glass is a... Ask them for a glass. So they'll tell you, you have a cup there. Say, I know you're not so comfortable with that cup. So um, in, in regards to Netil Sadaim Shachris, we're saying that if you don't have a, a complete cup, it's a little cracked somewhere, and so we say you could be lenient with it over here, and so too if you're using a like a water pump, in those days at the water pumps, and you put your hand underneath and you turn it on, turn it off, so that could also be sufficient because koyach gavra means you yourself are pouring it, and here we're saying you do not necessarily need to have koyach gavra when it comes to to washing the one. Let's just finish over here, and he says, come on to in the page if you take your hands and you, and, you, and you rub your hands together in water, let's say you put your hands in a bucket of water, and you just rub them together, that's not going to help removing the, the Ruach Ra. You have to actually pour the water on your hands. It sounds like we're saying here is that if you're in a hotel and there's no cup, which is, you know, normally in hotels, most hotels, they give something. They give a cup, a cup. Use, so if they give a cup, use that cup. That's a, oh, that's use, okay. Use, it's okay then. Uh, why not? Because oh, with bread, obviously. Are oh, you saying a paper cup like this? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could use the paper cup or you could use uh, you could use the, the faucet, turn it on, turn it off, turn it on, turn it off. You know, you could do like that also. Be the evidence, I'm saying, you know, yeah. I mean, try to... Try to use it uh, with a regular cup, but if you don't have it, better to do that than to not wash your hands at all, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, so uh, we will stop here. There are some. I'm sorry. The question was: Is the matter if you use hot or cold water? So in regards to the tila sadaim in the morning, 
you can use warm water. I'll call it warm water, right? Um, that's totally fine. We will see, in regards to washing your hands for bread, uh, hot water, as you asked, or warm water is, a, is could be a problem. But in the morning, you can definitely turn on the warm water. You don't have to wash it freezing cold water. So we'll stop here with Hashem by Sifches next year. We're going to continue with discussing these halachas uh, in regards to the proper place where one should or one should not be washing the Natila Sadaim in the morning.